Welcome to the LLMC Sermon Series, where powerful messages from our missional discipling church will inspire and guide your spiritual journey. Join us as we explore the Word of God together, delving into topics that matter to your life. Whether you're seeking answers or seeking to deepen your faith, this podcast is your spiritual sanctuary. Experience the joy of community and connection as we learn, grow, and transform through the teachings of LLMC. Subscribe now, and let's embark on this transformative journey together. I went off script when I pulled Emily up here, and I forgot about greeting everyone. So it's good to see everybody here this morning on this last day of 2023. And uh, if you look back on the year... If we were lizards, a lot of us might have lost our tails, you know, because there was a lot of bad stuff going on. And uh, we're, and we come to this new year and we look forward to it with renewed optimism that usually lasts till about noontime on New Year's Day. And so what I want to start by talking about here, what I want to start is by talking about New Year's resolutions. How many here do do New Year's resolutions. Does anybody do them? Nobody wants to admit that they do don't that they do New Year's resolutions. Thank you David. Thank you doctor for be willing to usually do you mind telling what kind of resolutions are they to be a better dentist, to be a better father, to be Do you want to come up here and preach today on the new year? Because that's really great, David. (laughs) Oh, my. My resolutions aren't like that, but that is great, uh, Dave. So uh, usually, what is the most important or the most popular resolution? Everybody knows this. Lose weight. Go to the gym. I go up to Planet Fitness. And right now, people are getting ready. But usually by the end of January, the beginning of February, it's back to the normal crowd. You know, it kind of And a lot of times these resolutions are, are hard to keep. When I think of resolutions, this is what I think about. My resolution, my commitment this year is to not lose my keys, or my wallet at least twice a week. I'd like to cut it down to twice a week because I'm always going to Zach, to Jane, my family. Have you seen my keys? And then the answer I get is from my lovely wife. They're where they should be. If you would put them where they're supposed to be, you wouldn't have this problem. I said, yes, I know. The other resolution is how, how many people have done this? Because I have done it a few times. It's so stupid. (laughs) See you laughing, Becca. You know, you're talking to somebody on the phone. And 
A lot of times when I talk with my family, we always say, you know, love you, see ya. How many of you have already said when you're talking to somebody who's not your family, you say, I love you, (laughs) you know? And it's quite embarrassing, especially if it's a woman. But if it's a guy, I'll just say, love you, brother, you know, and and move on. But uh, these are the silly things. And people are always trying to have New Year's resolutions. What I want to talk about today is New Year's resolutions that matter, that count in your life, right? New Year's resolutions that will help you have a better year in 2024. And these are all found out of the Bible, so you know they got to be good, and you know that they work. You know that these uh, work. And if you can start these resolutions and keep them throughout the year, you're going to be blessed, and you're going to be better for it. And I want to just suggest this to you. Four commitments that God in his word encourage us to make or to to make the start of the new year become one of your best. So the first one, the first one that I think we should commit to is to commit yourself of your past failures, of the things that you messed up. I'm sure we've all messed up somewhere in this last year, right? Some are different than others, but I'm sure that we've messed up. The Bible tells us that we need to forget about what happened in the past and look forward. Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14 say, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this is one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before you. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God and Jesus Christ. What's Paul there telling us to do? He's telling us to forget what happened in the past. That's gone, but look forward. But too many times we get stuck and we just keep looking back and all the things that you failed on. A lot of times these failures imprison you. They hold you back from doing what God wants you to do. And it can make you pretty miserable. It can make you pretty miserable. God, uh, Jesus came, right? And Jesus died for us so that we don't have to keep looking, so that we don't have to keep saying, well, God could never help me do this because of what I'd done in the past. We've all made wrong decisions. We've all made wrong choices in our lives. But never forget we have Jesus. We have Jesus 
who went to die on the cross so that everything will be wiped out. Many times, we even fail God. We even fail God, and we, and we sit here and we think, God will never forget me. God will never forgive me. How, how can I move on? I'm a bad Christian. And, and you really beat yourself up. You don't, we don't have to do that. Don't. That's why grace is so important. God is full of grace. And if we mess up, God knows our heart. And he's going to say, you acknowledge that? Let's move on. Let's move on so, uh, we can, so that we can grow in his favor. So we need to stop holding yourself back about your failures. I fail so many times. I need to ask for grace and forgiveness just about every day. But the good news is that we have a loving God who will welcome you back with loving arms and say, what is done is done. Look forward. The second thing that I would like to see you, or be good for you to, uh, to commit to or have a resolution, is to commit yourself to, given, to give up your grudges. Wow, that's a hard one. That's a hard one because somebody hurts you, you're going to hold a grudge. A lot of us hold on to it really tightly and we just don't want to let it go. In Colossians uh, 3, verse 13, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Did you catch the challenge there? Did you catch the challenge? (coughs) God is telling us or challenging us directly and personally to give up our grudges. And that is what he means when he says, forgive Forgive each other whatever quarrels you may have amongst you. A grudge is a deep, ongoing resentment that we cultivate in our hearts against someone else. Can you think of anybody in your life that you really hold a grudge to? I'm sure somewhere in our lives... There were things or someone said something or did something and you hold that grudge. Guys, we, God, the Bible says we aren't supposed to hold the, that grudge. And a gr- I'm sorry, a grudge turns into an unforgiving spirit that leads to unforgiving attitudes and unforgiving actions. You see that? Do you see what a grudge can do? It can hurt you. And it probably hurts you more than it hurts the person that you have the grudge against. Harboring a grudge is about nursing, 
nursing a dislike for someone. You, you, that grudge can develop if you, you just don't like somebody. And there's always people around, if it's at your job or some of your friends, or dare I say even your church family. It's so hard to let that grudge go. Grudges destroy marriages. They break up families. They ruin friendships. And some... And sometimes they can split churches. That's how deep a grudge, if you hold on to it, that's how deep and how hurtful that can be. I want to tell you this morning, if you're holding a grudge against somebody, let it go. Let it go. It's not going to, if you're holding a grudge against somebody, it's not going to help you because you're going to keep harboring that, 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 that uh, grudge that you're holding. Let it go. And I want to remind you that grudges are not just destructive, they are also self-destructive. When you hold a grudge against someone, you will hurt yourself as much or perhaps more than you will hurt the person you are holding it against. Make no mistake about it. Hanging on to a grudge, harboring a a grudge, will eventually destroy you. I believe it, it can go that far. So I'm asking you, give up your grudges. They don't do anybody any good. And God wants us to forgive as he forgives us. Think about that. If anybody has a a reason to hold on to a grudge, it would be Jesus, be God himself, right? But what does he do? He forgives you. And that's what we're called to do as people, as his people here on earth, to someone who hurts you somehow, just let it go. He wants you to let it go. He isn't asking you to ignore whatever the person has done to you. He's not asking you that. And he isn't asking you to pretend that it didn't happen. He doesn't ask you to condone it and pretend it didn't matter. What he asks you to do is to forgive the grievances that you have against someone else. So again, the second question is, will you do it? If you know of anybody, will you uh, commit to giving up the grudges that you the uh, the grudges that you hold? Third commitment for 2024 is commit yourself to resolve your relationships. You notice a lot of these are talking about forgiveness. Maybe we could wrap these all up into one and say, my New Year's resolution is to forgive when I need to, right? But this first one, the third one is, commit yourself to restore your relationships. Romans 12 verse 18 says, I like this, if possible, 
So far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. There's a little important phrase there that's interesting, at least to me. And it's that phrase as, as, it's the phrase, as much as it is in you. God knows we're all different. Some may be a little different. But as much as in you, repair those relationships that may be hurt throughout the years, right? Some relationships might have gone wrong in our lives because of what other people have done, and they might well not want that relationship restored. Now, what that means is maybe you hurt somebody so bad that they don't want your relationship destroyed. Or I said that. Some people might not want the relationship restored. Maybe you do. But we have to make an effort as much as in you to repair those relationships. I struggle with that in my own family. Right? took me a long time. It took me to get sick a couple summers ago that I finally talked to my brother, who I hadn't talked to for 10 years. And he said some nasty things about our family, especially Jane. I had to let that go. And maybe it took me getting sick when I'm sitting at home thinking about things And out of nowhere, he calls me, heard that I was sick, and we talked. We talked for for over an hour. Since then, his wife passed away, so we've been talking. I look back on that time, and God had to use something really hard for me, but I really believe that me getting sick helped repair that relationship. How you, can re- how you can repair relationships may look like something you never would imagine. I think we all can think of things. People, families, I, I know and I hear this, families are torn apart. Talk to a lot of people up in the stores, up at the store. And a couple of them said, hey, you're getting together for Christmas? Well, my one son won't come. My daughter's not coming. And she said, that's okay. It's better if they're not there. A number of people have said that to me. And I'm sitting here going, relationships. This is a time for family, right? Families can be the greatest gift from God. I look at them sitting here in the front. Families can be the greatest gift, but they also can be the biggest heartbreak. Guys, we as followers of Christ need to mend our relationships with family, with friends. It's, it's not your, your life is worth more than um, ending relationships, holding grudges, keep beating yourself up for failures. Your life is so much more than that. God wants us to enjoy life while we're on this earth.
And yes, we can look back and say 2023, if you look around the world, was a, to me, a really horrible year. Who do you believe? When you, what you see on TV, is it real? What's going on uh, all around the world with wars? Man, how can it get much worse? But now we're coming to 2024, and like I said, for maybe a half a day until you watch the news, you'll have some optimism. Maybe this year will be different. So I want to tell you for the point number three, repair your relationships. They're they're important to you, and God wants us to be relational. God's relationable. He wants us to be relational. So for uh, uh, mend your relationships. And then the fourth point is, this one's a hard one. Commit yourself to turn your back on your transgressions. Turn your back on those sins that you keep repeating. You pray to God, God, I I struggle with this thing, no matter what it is. And then God, who died for us, he says, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> he says for, to us, I've died for your sins, move on, but we continue to sin. Is there anything, is there any transgression in your life that you try to get rid of? You know it's wrong, but you keep doing it anyway. And then all of a sudden, becomes just part of you. You don't, even, you don't even think about it as a sin. Romans 6 verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. I got to stop doing that. Um, guys, we all know this. I think we all know this. We know that we need to, as best as we can, strive not to sin. But again, when we were created, God knew that we're going to have trouble with these transgressions. There's going to be something that you struggle with. And I've said it over and over here this morning. That is why we have Jesus. Because Jesus, through the cross, through his blood, died so that we may be forgiven of our sins. Our sins are wiped away. Now, that doesn't mean you can go out then and do everything you want to do, but Jesus, through the power of the cross, we are forgiven. We don't need to keep doing the same thing that we know we shouldn't be doing. I want you to think about this morning, what are those what are those sins? What are those transgressions that you find yourself you keep going back and back and you're praying to God that that he's going to help you but you still go back. I want you to think about that. What are those transgressions? Folks, it all boils down to this. 
the new year. It can be just a changing of the calendar, but it also could be a time where you change for the better. This, this, this new year, this year 2024, if you follow these four things, your life could be incredible. It will be incredible if you follow what God wants us to do to show love to everybody, no matter if you have a grudge against them or none of that stuff, right? He wants you to love others as he loves you. So are you willing to make these four commitments for 2024? Will you, will you commit yourself to forget your failures? Will you commit yourself to give up grudges? Will you commit yourself to restore relationships? Will you commit yourself to turning your back on your, to not turning your back on your transgressions? And guys, I'm going to say it. If it doesn't happen, then you can yell at me. If you do these four things, I guarantee you that 2024 can be a monumental um, time, a monumental year in your life as you make these changes for the better. Let's pray. God, we thank you again for the new coming year. God, we, we can look back on 2023 and say all the bad things and all the junk that happened, maybe in even, even in our own lives. But as we look forward, as we look forward to 2024, I just pray it'll be a time of not just the calendar changing, but us changing our lives for the betterment and for your glory. So God, as we get together with friends, as we celebrate the new coming year, I just pray that all of us, no matter how it's done, but I just pray that all of us strives to know you better and walk with you and love others as you love us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the LLMC Sermon Series. Until next time, may your faith continue to flourish and your spirit stay uplifted. Remember, you're never alone on this journey. Stay connected with LLMC and keep the spirit of community alive in your heart. Wishing you blessings and inspiration until we meet again. Take care and keep seeking the truth.